another edition of the Deeper Dive podcast produced locally in, in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in Lapeta, Maryland. My name is Bill Winnell, once again joined by Father Larry Swink. Hey, Bill. And Father Jack Barad. Hey, Bill. On this last day of Lent, yes, it's the last day of Lent, uh, we're going to talk about the Triduum, how timely. Father. Okay, thanks. So just, I know, first question people have is, tomorrow is a feast day, right? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, is that for everybody or just priests? Well, I mean, it also is the institution of the Eucharist, so that seems like an important day. So, know? I mean, there is there tomorrow we can eat sweets and that kind of thing just to kind of get ready for Good Friday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It just That's that's one of the big questions we get. And then Friday is the big, big fast day. So, folks, we're going to talk about the Tritium, three holiest, well, three holiest days of the year. We're going to talk about Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. And uh, first off, let's just look at the word tritium, all right? It comes from the Latin word, uh, which means the three days or the period of three days. And this is the liturgical season right after Lent, which ends tonight. And um, and we are looking at, you know, basically one liturgy that's broken into three parts, mm-hmm. right? I think the first thing, Father Jack, why don't you kind of tell the crowd how, um, how essentially that works in terms of, you know, it's not like three separate masses, but it's one big liturgy. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, basically if you were to come to, uh, it's probably easiest to see Holy Thursday, right? Holy Thursday doesn't end with a blessing. That's usually our sign or dismissal, right? So, so ETMISA asks, right? Go, the mass is ended. Um, it never ends. Literally. It just, we, we go to the procession, the Eucharist is put away and then in silence, the ministers just walk away, right? That the watch is kind of there. Right. And, and, you know, nowadays we just, we, we see these three very distinct celebrations, these three right. distinct liturgies. And Good Friday, we don't come up and say, let us pray like it's the opening prayer. Right. It's like exactly. a continuation, it's just Ex- a prayer. Exactly. And it's actually kind of fun because if you look at like really ancient traditions, and I mean, and uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say, look at Jerusalem because like, obviously that like <laughs> Jerusalem and <laughs> during the Trinity would be just like chaos, but um, as you would expect, but they used to have six different liturgies on Good Friday. So it wasn't it, like we, we, people complain. They're like, Oh, that took an hour and 15 minutes. Like how come it took, so, you know? And it's like, yeah, I get that. But like people genuinely would, would make the pilgrimage so that they could go to all six of these liturgies that started basically at four o'clock in the morning. And, and they went through with, with s- just several different aspects of this, um, of, yeah. Like one continuous celebration, right? No dismissal, no opening prayer, no blessings, no, uh, you know, greetings at the beginning. It's, it's just, let's keep moving. Let's keep praying, keeping watch with our Lord, um, for these three days. Right. And, um, so basically we're looking at the tritium is the last part, I mean, the whole Holy Thursday, right? It's, and then Good Friday, Holy Saturday in the first part of Easter Sunday. Well, so no, it really when does the it end? Trudum ends with the vigil. Vigil, okay. Yeah, the Easter um, night. Yeah, so there's the blessing. Right, exactly, it's and it's even the the special one, right? It's the start of that, uh, the double Alleluia bless or dismissal, right? Um, which is going to be great, I think. The deacons, deacons are deacons shaking sing. everywhere. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, actually did offer to one of them. You know, if you want a little lesson, I'll 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 give it to you. Right. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, probably. Well, um, so let's go through some of the symbolisms and the things yeah. that we celebrate in these three days and. You know, I, first off, folks, I, I hope if you're listening to this that uh, if you can to truly, truly try to participate in in the in the three parts of the liturgy. Now, I think 
you know, obviously the Easter vigil is, you know, quite long and some people just can't hang with that, but it is powerful. The symbolism is so powerful and it's just, I, I love the Easter vigil. And you, I think back in the day, like in the early church, they only had a vigil. That was it. Mm. You know, and that was everyone celebrating this agape meal and it's a big celebration. It was probably, you know, it could have been, you know, wasn't necessarily restricted to a building, but you know, this big liturgy, (laughs) you know, um, but so Holy Thursday, um, you know, we walk in and it's like pretty much from what I understand when people walk into the church tomorrow, they're going to notice that the tabernacle is empty. Right. Right. Explain that. Yeah. So, so, well, Holy Thursday has, you know, or I'm kind of maybe jump around from where you're going, but you know, has these three mysteries all wrapped into one or three, you know, main, uh, reasons for the day. Right. And so it's the institution of the priesthood, the institution of the Eucharist, and then the, the giving of the new command. So it's called the mandatum, mandatum. right? Which is the washing of the feast, but it is uh, a love, you know, to love one another, um, you know, as I have loved you, right? Like that's the command that we're giving. That That's <laughs> which the Latin word is mandatum because we're really creative in how we name things. So like with that in mind, it is kind of this renewal of, of these, of the central mystery of, of Christ's life. Right. And, and I think that's what sometimes gets missed is that, because we have these, you know, kind of three distinct liturgy over these three days, we're kind of forgetting that, like, to us, like, we understand this as one continuous movement, right? The gospel was, had always been, for, for most of our tradition, starting, and I think we even did it on Sunday, the Passion Gospel starts on Holy Thursday, mm. right? It doesn't start with Jesus on the cross, that, that his passion starts the night before. And so that's why we have this this stretch over several days is because although right. it is historically true, it's also this one big mystery kind of moving along. Um, so it is, it is a renewal. So why is the tabernacle empty? Well, because everything is being renewed in the church. The Eucharist Including too. the Eucharist right. and the, the little and, host. And one of the things I believe it's in the norms for the liturgy is that we're supposed to try to consecrate we estimate how many people receive communion at that mass. And that as if it would ideally, yeah. ideally everyone will receive from a consecrated host from that particular mass. Mm-hmm. This, this, um, you know, like it's this, I mean, cause a lot of times we at mass, we go to this, we go to the tabernacle and, and some people will receive from the consecration of that particular mass. And sometimes from previous masses in the ciborium. Right. Right. And this is like the, the, the first Eucharist. Right. right? And that's really, I think what we're trying to portray there. This what's a re and, no, I had to say reenactment, but yeah, I mean, of the first Eucharist, yeah. right? And so that's one thing is we we celebrate that this great miracle that on Holy Thursday, the, the night before Jesus died, that he gave us his greatest gift, the source and some of our faith, the Blessed Sacrament, right? Uh, and that maybe it might be good maybe to jump to the procession now, and then we can go back to the other two sure. aspects. So uh, one thing that people, if they've never been to a Holy Thursday liturgy, is that they want, we, they they're kind of struck by the fact that we process Jesus around the church and then take him outside and bring him to a, a separate tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's this procession, a Eucharistic procession, which actually is one of the coolest parts. I've always uh, been very moved by that before I was a priest and as during a priest, it's just really cool just to carry Jesus out of the church and walk with the canopy and the, you know, the, the servers. Can you give a little insight on why, why we do that? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the, the whole of, at least in terms of like, why does, why does, if, if we, the Eucharist is what we say it is, and it is, right? It is the true body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. It is, 
his presence in which he comes close to us, right? So that's what that procession is about. It is the fact that it is broken through uh, the norm, right? Because, you know, for us, we're, we're kind of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of post Vatican II Catholics kind of have this very casual understanding of the Eucharist, right? They just, um, a lot of kind of, everything's a little loose in terms of like, you know, most of the time when communion is distributed in most parishes, it it's on, it's on the same ground as, as the rest, as the pews, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, um, but that has usually not the case. Usually the Eucharist never left the sanctuary unless it was brought to somebody who basically was dying or at least very sick. Um, so so you wouldn't have this kind of closeness with the Lord, right? And so the procession was this symbol, it had this symbolism of Christ breaking through just the sanctuary and into the world, which he already, hmm. he's done already once, right? But he's doing right. it again in a, in a more pronounced way on this day. Um, he's completely emptying himself out, just like he does on the cross. Right. And then the other thing is too is we we uh, decorate the sort of this uh, this new other tabernacle we mm. carry Jesus. Is that symbolic of the Garden of Gethsemane? Absolutely, right. So it's almost like we're reenacting what happened that night. Is you know what was three of the, the disciples, the apostles, Peter, James, and John, accompanied Jesus where he had his agony in the garden. Garden, and he asked them, "Could you not spend what one hour?" Right. And, right. then, and then it took a two-hour nap. And that, you know? That's right. That's right. It's, it's pretty much ideal. Um, no, obviously not, because that's what they're remembered for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, and if you go to, to a lot of old world churches, like, you go on Holy Thursday night, like, you can smell it. You know, yeah. like, you're yeah. sitting there in that watch, and you're like, wow, it might as well be right. you know, a garden. <laughs> right, and it is. And uh, we do a great job here at Sacred yeah. Heart. I, we, um, you know, one of the things I've always loved to do, and there's a tradition uh, – if you're listening to this podcast, is that um, you go and you, you find these different, uh, we call it, repo- um, what's the, the correct word for this? The, for the altar of repose? Oh, the altar of repose. So yeah. you go to different churches, and they yeah. always go to seven different churches. And we've done this here in our parish. We did it with the youth group, or we always did it with, with a parish. We got a bus one year. It was really great. And you stop at seven churches, you mm-hmm. know, and then we'd be back here at midnight. And that's kind of like we take the Eucharist and we hide it somewhere. Right? Yeah. So Because the Eucharist is now gone, right? So... Um, and then we also have the, the institution of the priesthood, right? And, uh, you know, we, and when Jesus in scripture, he says, do this in memory of me, we, we know biblically that he, inst- he changed these men into priests. Mm-hmm. And that's the institution of the, of the priesthood. It's our feast day as priest. And, uh, and without the priesthood, we wouldn't have the sacraments and you know, we're just instruments, but nonetheless, it's, we're in persona Christi. So it's a big day for us, obviously. Um, and, and traditionally, that was the morning mass. Was all the priests in the diocese got together for the chrism mass? Was that Thursday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And I, some, I mean, I think Arlington still does that. Yeah. Our diocese, some of the diocese of Arlington, and other dioceses do. Most yeah. don't now, but just for the sake of convenience. convenience I mean, it's yeah. it is it is kind of a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're, boom, you got to run back. You got you know, especially yeah. if you're by yourself, you have a parish and you don't have any help. You're like, I got to set up all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Like but, but yeah, it, the idea was that that Mass was a gathering of all priests to celebrate with their bishop, to renew their uh, uh, priestly promises, and to consecrate the oils that were used, you know, the chrism right. and the oil catechumens and the oil. So right. So we have the Institute of Priesthood. And then, and then the other thing is the mandatum, and is that, that's tied in with the washing of the feet, 
It is the Washington feet. Yeah, it's yeah. a Washington feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and in our uh, maybe give a little uh, theological significance of the washing of the feet because this is a big. Everyone's, you know, who are you going to wash? Whose feet are you going to wash? Uh, and yeah, you know yeah. this and that. And yeah. So I mean, I mean, we, you know, the symbolically washed twelve men's feet because it's the twelve apostles, right? That's who Christ washed, right? And um, and so this is, you know, um, if we look at like the whole dialogue of of that kind of goes around. You know, you only need to wash the feet. You don't need to wash the the hands and the uh, face as well, right? And you know, there's a whole Peter thing and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but it is kind of this um, very interesting. <laughs> I oh, actually geez. was at a parish where they're washing hands. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm an unnamed parish, of course. Of course. But uh, a little a little left of center, shall we say, yeah. or very left of center. And um, I guess it was this whole like inclusivity thing, and. Um, Inclusivity. Yeah, they wanted everyone to be included in it. In so the, they all wash each other's hands. Well, what happened is after they wash, you know, twelve people's feet, uh-huh. um, they invited like they, someone would come up like these extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion would take bowls of water and then they had all a pile of it was the most bizarre thing and they did this every Holy Thursday and wash each other's hands and I remember when I was in the seminary when I started to really learn about this I was like man Pilate did this you know and yeah because <laughs> my dad's like why do they do this I'm like dad this is so liturgically off makes no sense and, yeah but anyway so everyone get a piece of the pie but anyway but go back to your point yeah yeah to yes. mandatum so it is I mean that's it is that we're you know part of within this institution of both the Eucharist and the priesthood is this commandment. To love one another, right? So it came not to, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, right? So that is like our our authority as as priests, as as the bishops of the church, is not one of worldly power, but it is truly of service, right? Is um, and it's in service to the gospel, it's in service to one another, and so, you know, this this moment of of humbly washing, uh, as as the as the head and father of the parish, like to wash the feet of parishioners is is supposed to be striking it's supposed to be kind of like oh wow that this is very um almost almost debasing right it's almost uh uh you know shocking to see it happen and to remind ourselves of like and it's exactly what christ did right it's it's meant to have this kind of um you know one-to-one ratio of (laughs) what he did um yeah before before sending them off um great so let's move on to, uh, to uh, Good Friday. Yeah. Okay, so Good Friday, we come in and we enter silently, you know, the priests and deacons, and we prostrate ourselves in front of the in front of the altar, in front of the altar on the marble, mm-hmm. and um, you know this idea of, of mourning, right? Sadness, abasement, humility, right? Um, and then uh, we go in and we say the prayer. Do you want to say anything about the you know prostration? I mean. It- it's really kind of a it's it's a very interesting thing because it's you know there's nothing there right it really is like it's not like it's kind of creepy when you come into the church I mean it's sobering it, yeah it is it is but the, like there's not like a lot of times there's like a direction as to like why why not even just why it mm-hmm. but more like like while you're doing this also think about this right right like, or or like you know if we look at the times in which we're called to genuflect it's like during during these uh, very holy moments of of the incarnation, of the consecration, you know, so the incarnation during the creed on Christmas and and the feast of the Annunciation, it's the consecration at every mass. It's you know, like so. There's the, no red text telling you yeah, what you should be doing. Exactly. It's just the priests and the deacons with by him, 
uh, prostrate all the way down, and the rest of the people, including the servers, kneel. Kneel. And, uh, but it, it, there is, it's just kind of a striking thing. But most of the time when there's, when there is a space for something like that, there is also something else to meditate on. And I think that's part of this, is that we're not called to meditate right now. It, it, is, a, it is an emptying right there, even of your mind, right, of, of, of all thoughts, um, which is obviously very difficult to do. Um, but it is just straight humility, <laughs> even of the intellect and the imagination, um, which, you know, Difficult as it may be, it is. That's the call. That's the grace that we're given in those moments. Right. We forgot one thing about Holy Thursday and and you removing removing your shoes. That's I mean, I'm sorry. On Good Friday, yeah, Good Friday, your shoes. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get and and when we do the um, veneration of the cross, is when we do that. And I think you know, Father Jack will be. I'll be the celebrant of Holy Thursday. He's gonna be the celebrant of Good Friday, and then we're gonna each kind of flip and be the preacher. So Father Jack's gonna preach Holy Thursday. I'll preach. Uh, good Friday, but yeah, kind of moving on is the next part of the liturgy, which you know, Bill, you bring that a good point up is you know, uh, you know, this this another sign of humility and also veneration of the cross is is a big part of the, the liturgy. Maybe we can you want to do the intercessions or just kind of j- go to the veneration of the cross a bit? Well, I mean, yeah, Catholic calisthenics, calisthenics. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So so this thing, right? So so this is kind of funny actually. I, I didn't realize this until very recently. Is that this? The, the structure of Good Friday has changed almost zero wow. in, in about 1,700 years. Wow. So, so pretty much the same liturgy we're I mean, doing. So, so they refer to it as the Synaxis? Even pri- oh, sorry. Even prior <laughs> prior to the Council of Trent. Yeah. We're ta- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way really? before then. So it's, wow. it was Synaxis, which is, the go- which is those readings, right? right? Um, so it's, it's a liturgy of the word service. Then it is a solemn intercessions. Then it is a veneration of the cross. And then communion. Um, with, and the communion is the only part that's like iffy that kind of went back and forth. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's been around and, and it's really kind of amazing because, because the mass has the same basic structure for the same amount of time, but it's, it has kind of organically developed. Good Friday has really stayed pretty stable. Um, but so, so yeah, so this is, and this is, I was, I don't remember who I was laughing. I think I might've been with you, Bill, this morning about how, uh, how we're supposed to, if in an ideal world. Right in an ideal church, uh, the the passion is supposed to be read by three deacons. Actually, it's not supposed to be read. It's supposed to be chanted by three deacons, and it actually gives. And this is how, you know, if you ever wondering like why are these rubrics, like how how precise are they? They can be very precise because it actually says the deepest voice is supposed to be Christ, and the higher voice should be the crowd, and then the highest voice I think is supposed to be the narrator. Um, what am I doing? You're well. We're reciting it, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but but if it was chanted, yeah, right. yeah, I don't know what you would be. Um, but it, it's just kind of one of those kind of interesting things. So it is meant to be read or, or chanted. It's supposed to be chanted first off, but it, but if it is to be read, um, it should be done by clerics. It should be done by um, those who are in service because it is the gospel reading. Um, oftentimes you can't find three three <laughs> three clergymen, and so we end up with lectors. But we're actually going to be lucky enough to do it. Um, right. Right. Let's kind of skip to the the yeah. big part was the veneration of the cross, and yeah. um, I I always found this to be a very moving part of the liturgy, and I think for most people there's a there's a uh, it really moves them I think to a deeper conversion and love for our Lord, and uh, part first off the music's always very beautiful, and there's certain guidelines that you have to it's got to be very solemn you know songs about the cross and passion of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, pre-COVID days, you know, people come in and kiss the cross or they would 
touch the cross or you can genuflect in front of the cross. I think today I genuflect in front of the cross. And uh, it's actually the only time you would genuflect in front of a crucifix, right? Other than the tabernacle, right? You know, in front of the Eucharist, right? So you you're venerating the the instrument of our salvation, right? And and it started the this veneration of the cross started with relics, and then has has kind oh, of oh the relics of the so true cross started yeah that's what wow. first was venerated. And do you have a do you know anyone's got a relic of the true cross? Uh, I know a parish in your thousands eye. of people apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. This is this is one of those bones of contention, right? Like yeah. Is it, like, is it truly the real cross? Well, yeah. not only that, but it's also like people are like, oh, there's so many relics of the true cross it that would be like five crosses. Well, or... well, they say they would be, it would have filled or could have built a ship, right? I, except for I, I, so I always thought that was true until recently I read somewhere that said actually somebody made a, their doctoral thesis out of this. Of course they did. And and it's approximately two thirds of one cross. Is all that exists in the world? Really, I was shocked. Have you to been to that. Jerusalem to the the yes. Church of the? Which, is it called the oh, the Holy Cross? The, the in in Italy. Oh yeah, it's called uh, Santa Croce in Jerusalem. Santa Croce, yeah. yeah and yeah. they have, I mean, that's they got yeah. a big chunk. They got of a big cross. chunk of it. They got they got Thomas's finger. Yeah, which is really cool. And a part the nails, the, the nails and and the sign, I think. But you can't really read the sign. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, we were. That was where I did my first mass as a deacon. Are you serious? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I we uh, when we were on pilgrimage. From Sacred Heart, we went there, and it was it was it was one of those things where another church just for happenstance they wouldn't let us in. It was like mm. we, we got the time wrong, and they were having, and they they well how how would you like to go to Santa Croce? And I'm like, whoa, let's do that. And, <laughs> and I people were like, whoa, that was so cool. We got to see the actual instruments, yeah. you know, that were you know the nails that were driven. Did you crypt. go down to the uh, in that church? The crypt, the crypt of yeah. Saint Helena. Yeah, right? because if you go to to Holy Sepulchre. That's what they have. They have it's way further down, but like where she found the true cross right. was, is way down on the kind of like kind of if they had thrown it off the hill, that's where it would have ended up, right? Right. So, um, so yeah. So this veneration of the cross and and going back to the music, right? That <laughs> there is like actually really precise music that you're supposed to sing, um, and and I just want to point out this one thing because a lot of people find it very interesting is that one of the things that if if possible you should sing, which and it is actually very difficult music. So oftentimes you you do something else is called the, the reproaches. Yep. Right. Um, but, but most people would recognize the translation because it is holy God, holy, mighty one, holy, immortal one, have mercy on us, yeah. which is a ex- use of the divine mercy chapel at the end. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that connection is meant to be there. Mm. I, th- I, I assume from, right. from the divine mercy chapel point of it is like this ancient prayer, like, like it's so ancient that it's actually in Greek. Um, even in the old way, which is very strange, right? Because that was when you don't use vernacular. You always use Latin. And they still said, no, no, this is so old that we're using Greek. Um, with, um, but um, so here I think we'll actually end up singing the Stabat Mater yeah. um, because that's a little yeah, bit. It's easier to remember. People know the tune. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, I love the Stabat Mater, but that's what we do there in the Stations of the Cross. Right. Yeah, this is a little bit extended even. Yeah. It, it, that's one thing I didn't, I actually didn't realize that the Stabat Mater is actually 20 full verses. Is it really? Yeah. yeah wow. So that's pretty good. cool. But a lot of times the, I mean, we, we here, we only use one crucifix, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. It's like everyone's going to the That's one it's cross. Supposed it's supposed to, to happen. Yeah. yeah. But you ever been to parishes with like, like, like seven cro- little yeah. crucifix? It looks, yeah. it's terrible, you know? It's, yeah. And they're like, like, I want the big one. We you just know? want to get out of here as quick as possible. <laughs> it's like, well, you're kind of missing the point, aren't you? Right? Like, I mean, you've heard for right. three hours. You've got to stand in line twice. Yeah. 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 So. I get my crab cakes. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, you know, fact, you know, Father Jack and Bill is that on Good Friday, we, um, uh, the 
lay faithful and all of us can receive a plenary indulgence if we venerate the cross. And, um, you know, maybe something to consider if you're listening to this podcast is try to get to confession before or after within eight days, be in the state of grace and, uh, and just really would love venerate the cross. And there's, which would, you know, if, if the right dispositions were there, I would be a total uh, removal of temporal punishment due to sin, mm-hmm. you know, complete cleansing of the soul, which is beautiful. And yeah. it can, kind of reflects the power of the cross. That this is, you know, you're being, you know, being redeemed by his cross and the power of the cross and the precious blood and all that. Right. Cause, cause, as, cause we've kind of skipped over it a little bit because we get to the point where everyone gets to participate, but there is that part where the, it's either the deacon or the priest comes out and unveils the cross yes. and he says, behold yes. the, wood the wood of the, of the cross. cross, which hung the salvation of the world. The world. And then we respond, come let us adore. Right. And it, and it, it's meant to be, and it's actually, it's, it's very funny. So that you do that three times. Right, which is just, I mean, so um, you kind of unveil the top, and then you're supposed to unveil the right arm, which, and it actually says the right arm, um, and then you unveil the whole thing. But the next day, right, kind of foreshadowing, when we walk into the church in darkness with a Paschal candle lit, right, which at this point should be, at the very first time, it's only the Paschal candle, and you raise it, and you do the exact same motion at the same three spots. So at the back of the church, in the middle, and then in the sanctuary, and then you proclaim the light of Christ. Like there's supposed to be this kind of, it should kind of evoke each other, right? This, this threefold call and response um, that are very different, um, but yet at the same time linked. Right. It links the two liturgies. So, um, but then this is, yeah, and Good Friday is the only day of the year in which Mass isn't celebrated. Right. Right. That, um, that we're, it's not what we're doing. <laughs> we're, we're doing a little communion service of sorts. Right. But but the altar is stripped, right? The right. whole sanctuary should be just and that, nothing. Yeah, it's it's just you know, just marble, and then we have to bring out the, the you know the cloth and the, and the candles, and we bring the Eucharist where it's been hidden mm-hmm. out, so they can receive the Eucharist. I always thought that was really cool. I I just uh, really it's a very solemn, sobering liturgy. And this yeah. this actually here that it'll be the first. It'll be the first one done here with the new sanctuary because uh, last year, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, last yeah, you're year we right. skipped it. Yeah, because uh, this is the first yeah, one. It was before. Right, the, with with people. Because well, yeah, we, we, we did do Well, not it. here, though. Remember sure, doing we it at St. Catherine's? Yeah, we did it at St. Catherine's the, last year. We did the year. vigil. At St. Catherine's. And Good Friday? No, but at St. Catherine's. I mean, the the vigil will be the first time. We're oh, the vigil, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we did Good Friday here, right. but it was it was just a closed yep. uh, closed crowd. But this will be the first time the public will be able to hat with the new sanctuary, which yeah. is two years old. Yeah, wow, it's true. Historic. It won't it won't look nearly as stripped bare as as, <laughs> oh. the, as the old sanctuary. Oh, the old sanctuary. Yeah. yeah, it was like it just looked like a concrete slab, yeah. and it was wow. just it was very barren. You know, um, I mean, our our altar is very beautiful, so yeah. it doesn't look too bad. But um, uh, so. Yeah, and then we, and then afterwards, you know, people go to communion. And then there's just this a silent, a silent dismissal. You just walk yeah. out. Yeah, there's no blessing. No there's blessing. No it's just kind of, and it's kind of like there's this awkward silence. Yeah, you know. Well, and and there's no music allowed to be played. There's no recessional hymn. Yeah. And and the the, the rubrics say, and we're we're going to do it obviously because that's what it says. But you don't process out the back. You process right back to the sanctuary. So usually there's like that kind of like half awkward like. No matter what you felt in mass, you got to like smile on your way out the door because father saw you and like, you don't want him to think that he hated everything about <laughs> hey mass, guys. right? Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. Right, God bless. Have a good day. Here, here. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. Um, but, but there's, you can't even fake it, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's supposed to be just leaving silence. But I think that's kind of the beauty. We almost wish we had a little bit more of that kind of opportunity because you, we should 
you shouldn't talk after mass, right? There should be the right. kind of opportunity to just have a quiet place to reflect and to actually commune with God. Um, and so there it is. There's there's the perfect opportunity to just spend, you know, as much time as Bob will allow you to in the church, you know, before he locks the doors. Um, like after this liturgy, right, where it is so so quiet and solemn. Um, and it's but but and this is going back to your point about. Even even when we leave, we're called to, um, drop you know genuflect on our way out. Even though the Eucharist is not in the sanctuary, but that that cross is still there. Um, so we're genuflecting to the cross. Whereas the next morning, um, we don't right. Even if the cross remains in the sanctuary, oh, you, you don't, don't do that. You don't genuflect oh, really on yeah. Holy Saturday. Yeah, I got in a fight with. You somebody still will lost. though. <laughs> I, why well, I did? I Most won't, people I, I won't yeah. do it now. I have full knowledge. That's right. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, God is very patient with us. Um, <laughs> Clearly, so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, luckily. Um, so, so yeah, so like the next, the next morning, right? And uh, is is, but this is this is okay. So this is when we're talking about Thursday as a feast day. This is this is the other side of the coin, is that now Holy Saturday is a fast day. It's it's forty eight hours. I mean, well, well, yeah. sort of. It's like thirty six. So but, starting like. Like after, so does that start like midnight, Holy Thursday, and then all the way till the vigil? Pretty much. So well, it's a little like, bit more. Yeah, it's probably forty hours. It's about forty hours. All right. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have you ever tried to fast forty hours straight? I mean, but I, I mean, I do the the Vatican II fast, Vatican II fast. <laughs> or the nineteen eighty three fast. Where but you I mean, ideally, you're supposed to really fast for two days in a row. And yeah. Live simply. Yeah. Right? The good news is, like, I take, I, I always have taking a nap on Holy Saturday because I assume that I have to stay up later, which isn't true. I don't know why I keep thinking that I'm staying up like all night, but Is it two hours. I mean, I mean, I, it probably has been before <laughs> because, because at that point it's not really a nap. It's just the first REM cycle of the day, right. you know, which I feel like I lose that. So, um, so yeah. Right. So like, it's easier to fast if you're asleep, if you're asleep. It, it turns out. Um, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so, but that's it is that if you're going to feast on Holy Thursday, you got to fast on, on Holy Saturday. Saturday. Right. Um, until the vigil, and then you have to take, go to the vigil. Take, take advantage of Holy Thursday because it's because it's cross is <laughs> it coming. Gonna, it' gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Uh, yeah, and I know. I mean, I know certain religious groups. I mean, it's it's really strict. I mean, they really don't eat. Have you wait? Have you ever spent the Triduum in a monastery? Never. Oh man, I've done it twice in my life. Once in Salem in France, and I have no idea what happened there, but it was beautiful. Uh, and then the second time I was a priest, and I was in uh, Scotland and. And north of Scotland and Post Garden Abbey, and it was amazing. Those are both incredible communities. But, um, but I understood the Scotland one a little bit more because it was an English sort of, and but like lunch on Holy, uh, I think it was I think it was Saturday, mm. was legitimately half a head of lettuce, like, like like taking the fat and like. Like we left on on Sunday to like go to wherever we were half going. a lettuce, half a head of lettuce. They just cut it in half and then like put it nothing, on a plate. I mean nothing and, else. And I was the get like this was like what they gave to the guests. No you know, hot I, sauce. There was no, yeah there there was no <laughs> straight dressing. up lettuce. I think I think there was some carrots. We should do like, that. We should do that. Come on, man. All right, do the whatever. Lettuce fast. The lettuce fast. Right. And yeah, no lettuce fast. Oh wow! Yeah. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that applies, but yeah, anything to. Draw attention. We've already talked about hatred. You're not supposed to hate people, right? I hate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can hate that joke. It's fine. Uh, I wish ill. To hate the joke. action, not the person. Remember, okay. oh love, my God. love the sinner, hate hate the sin. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. You're All making right. it hard. Um, <laughs> so, Off, offered up. Offered up. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to to the vigil, right? So the vigil. 
I, I mean, I love the vigil. I think we got to stop talking about like, trash against right, the vigil. All right, let's go to vigil. All right, this is because, I mean. Because here's right, the thing. Got, it's really not that hard because because you get to move around on Holy Saturday. You know, you're not sitting there for, for like, right. everyone's like, oh, it's so long. First off, it's not as long as you remember because right. when you were eight years old, it might have been three hours. All right, but for the record, for the record, Bill, how long is a vigil here on average? So like, last year the bet was given the number. <laughs> of course, you have to take into consideration the number of people we were bringing in and all that. And the bet was under two hours and 30 minutes, and it was like 229. 229? Right. So this year we've got 11 people. Okay. What are your thoughts? 215? We're only doing four. I mean, that's the thing, right? So we're, we're, we're chickening out on the readings, right? Because there, there is an option to do nine, and we're doing six because you have to do four Old Testament and then the New Testament and the Gospel. Um, I'd rather say prudentially selecting certain readings rather than chicken, chickening out. Okay. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you live in your world, I live in mine. Um, no, so we're, so we're, but that's the thing, right? Is so the whole thing starts outside with Father Buckmeyer used to do that. He, he did all thing? nine. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. He did every reading. He was the first one, actually, uh, pastor here in, in a long time who did, ev- who took advantage of all of it. I mean, he brought back the right of election. I mean, yeah. scrutinies. Uh, I mean, scrutinies he, 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 liturgically, it was oh, yeah. spot on, I yeah. mean, but yeah. it was just, yeah. Oh, uh, it was. Oh. I mean, here's the thing is, I don't know that I have the guts to do all of them either, but. In theory, you're supposed to because, and this is the thing is, is it's meant. This is what people sometimes forget is that the Easter Vigil, as much as it is anticipation of the resurrection, it is meant to be a, a sign of new life to the entire church and especially to those who are baptized. But to even those who are already baptized, you're supposed to be remembering. So, like the reason for those seven Old Testament readings is it tells the story of salvation, yeah. right? So when we skip it, we're skipping part of the story of salvation, right? Yeah. Now, okay, I get it. Like we got an eight year old who's who's being baptized this year. When, and he's not, actually, he's nice. Five, I think, but whatever. So it's like, all right, maybe it'd be really unfair to him to make him stay up for an extra half hour so that we can get to the whole story of salvation. But you know what? Like that is actually, it, it's actually kind of an amazing thing to, to just, to have that reflection, that kind of meta reflection of like, right, that's what we're coming to is, is a renewal of, of our baptism every year. It's not accidental. It is built into the liturgy and the story of salvation is part of our baptism. And so, like, when we start outside with this new fire, right, which is probably, I mean, it's, it's, it is the most dangerous thing we do all year, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, now I guess you guys use the little fire pit, right? So I, I, I had a parish, and they, they use the grill, right? So it's, you know, four feet high. And I almost caught fire. I've, oh, I did. Oh, get, he Bill, did. tell that story. Wait, wait, I, I, <laughs> he dropped the coal in the fire and, and like, almost like, completely lost his mind, reached right in the fire <laughs> to grab the coal with his hand. I'm like, what are you, the vest, you know, your vestment, your you hand. You could smell like, the, my, the oh. hair in my hand. It was, you could, I mean, awesome. everyone smelled. It was like I burned all the hair on my fingers off. You know? Fortunately, that was not caught on video or live stream. Uh, that is a no, special. I think, no, I mean, I think we had tongs, but I went in with Jeez. the tongs. But this tongs was, was too short. The tongs are short. I'm like, short. and I just like, you know, screamed. I'm like, it was, it was, it was a furnace. I mean, yeah. it's literally fire. It's fire, yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and the other, th- look, the X, the other X factor, of course, that we have to talk about. Not, and this is not going to lead to a sweat joke, but y- the weather—you never know what you're getting. You know, sometimes it's cold. Yeah. Other times, like a couple years ago here, it was brutal. It was yeah. like 80 degrees, <laughs> and oh, I remember that. And the heat the was on in the church, of course. You know, why would it? And oh, right. So tomorrow, it's interesting looking at the weather. <laughs> Hold on, is this right? Okay, so tomorrow's gonna be forty six degrees. That's a high. That's yeah. a high. Yeah. Friday forty six, a low of twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. 
And then Saturday, delightful. Saturday's going to be completely sunny, kind of cool, and uh, it, a high of 55. That's good great. fire weather. Good. I'm not going to sweat. I'm great sweat fire And Easter <laughs> Sunday, Easter Sunday, 66 and sunny. Yeah. Okay. You there can't. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, so anyway. So, yeah. So, so we start aside. We start the new fire. The the candle is is renewed, right? So this And this candle is used at every baptism throughout the whole year. Right? This is one of those connecting pieces from the Easter vigil all the way through, yep. right? Um, through the year. Um, this is where Father gets to exhibit his artistic skills. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah which uh, represent, you know, you put the five uh, pieces of incense into the candle, which are represent the five wounds of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say it's a very beautiful prayer. It, the problem is getting the right sound system so people can hear it. It's fixed. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, cool. Yeah, for that, now. For now. <laughs> it is fixed. It was fixed 25 minutes not ago. today, have no idea. Yeah, not today. I know. There's, yeah, we're going to have to do that prayer. There's unbelievable I'm, I'm prayer ready, for technology. I'm ready, I'm ready for anything. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah. So we put these. Put the epiphany water on that sound system. <laughs> the whole thing breaks. And then, so we, so yeah, so then procession in, three lifts of the candles, the light of Christ, thanks be to God. And then the exalted is, is proclaimed, right? Which Okay, so this is the thing: is like, why is this? Why does this liturgy take so long? The exalta takes ten minutes. I've I've timed it. I've actually I have it down to I think nine minutes and fifteen seconds, right? But we're we're talking like one long chant, right? <laughs> Before, so it's like, and then and then the that that starts the liturgy of the word, is this proclamation of this new candle of this light. Um, we've kind of talked about the the beauty of. Why or the symbolism of candles of like it, it gets shared right and it doesn't it doesn't really be it's not really fully extinguished, um, and then the the readings are proclaimed, and there is, this is kind of fun because you you start to realize that this mass isn't is and isn't like every other mass because things are out of order from what you're used to on a normal Sunday right because we've had this procession in we've started doing all these readings and then in the middle of them or actually kind of closer to the end. All of a sudden, the Gloria shows up, right? <laughs> it's that there is this kind of like, wait, this isn't this is my normal Sunday routine, um, but it's it's the for lack of a better word, this glorious Gloria, right? Yeah. Bells are sung. And can we talk a little bit yeah. about you know just you know people walking in with the candles and the fire, yeah. and then just you just say one or two cents on the just the why are you holding a candle? Why do we go into the dark church? And you know, right? So so that's the thing. So it's it's actually kind of in. In the exultant, right? right? If you if you're listening closely, it's that we don't really have we don't. There's nothing that says this is when Christ rose from the dead, other than Easter, you know, the right. night of Easter before right. before sunrise, right? So it's, I think it says like, "Blessed are you, O blessed night, who who alone is known or who alone knows the time and the hour in which Christ rose from the underworld." Right. That that there is this kind of what as he does, he brings this new light into the world. Right. So so the first proclamation of the light of Christ. First, it's only the Paschal candle. Then it's only the celebrant. Then the second one, the people start to receive the light. So and the lights just, from the rear. Yeah, cool. and it's this. It's this ordered light, right? It starts with Christ. It goes through the literally the order of the church, <laughs> the, the holy orders, and then to the rest of the faithful. Um, that that's how that's how God has deigned it to be. Right, that he he gives the message, and then it's the apostles who spread it, and and that's how we're meant to be thought of. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So then, and then the lights are held in, in as this exalted is proclaimed and then extinguished to be relit later in the mass. 
Um, unless you're like a little kid like I was. I remember going to this and you like tried to hide your candle, right? And see if you could Keep hold it until the, the next time. time. Yeah, I did. And I almost always got it. I got a great story about the oh, candle. Oh, good. So when I, when I was a freshman at University of Maryland, I went to three different colleges. And um, there was a guy across the hall, Don Afatado. And Don, we called him Lazy Don. Lazy Don, like he, he just. Did I mean, you live on campus? I did. What to where? Ellicott. Uh, Ellicott. Ellicott Hall. <laughs> it was right looking over the stadium. Oh, it was. Oh yes. Yeah, Ellicott. And um, I don't know. We, why he? I was getting packed up on Holy. Uh, I think it was like Holy Thursday, and Don's like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "What are you going to do?" And he was, he just like he looked really down because Don lived in New York, and I'm like, "Don, you want to go to Easter Vigil with me?" And he's like, "I haven't been to church in years," and I, so. I picked him up on like Holy Saturday and we brought him to, it was at the, actually it was a tiny chapel it was at Opus Day Center. They did a vigil. Oh, well. And so they had the candles and like, so we're in, if you can picture this, like we go into this chapel and they're, they're doing the exalts and then he burned his finger with the thing <laughs> and he yells out a cuss word <laughs> in the chapel. And like my parents look at me, I'm like, John, are you kidding me? Oh. You know, it was like he just and he turned completely red. I of course mean, he did. And the priest got, I think the priest got a kick out of it. You have to get a kick out of it. Like you're like sitting there and you're like so. Nervous. Oh, happy fault on necessary yeah. sin of Don. <laughs> hey. Should I get someone to yell something out? No, okay. no, please. That was just a one-time thing. Like this has it. to be a natural development. Okay. You can't right. just force this one. That was that or was you. Just, yeah. Oh, he was. He was, uh, yeah, quite embarrassed to say the least. And it was so small, everyone knew who it was. It was. Anyway, back to you. All right, yeah. So, so Gloria gets sung. All the bells are going. We do the New Testament, uh, reading the uh, the epistle. Um, and, but but and then it is the one time a year, literally, that that this Alleluia is allowed to be sung. That it's it's actually forbidden except for on the Easter vigil, in which the celebrant, uh, goes and he does this three part. Where he hits it low, hits a medium, and then hits a high note, um, and the people respond on each key, and and it's really beautiful, but it's it's really telling. And we were warned. I remember when we were praying for first masses, is is, is uh, our our liturgy director goes, one of you is going to think it's a good idea to sing that one. You are not that special, right? <laughs> you are not proclaiming the resurrection. Like, um, so again, we have this kind of three part movement um, that we kind of grab from Good Friday that is now overwhelmed. On, on Holy Saturdays, we proclaim the gospel of Christ risen from the dead. Um, and then Mass kind of, so then it's the gospel and the homily like normal, but then it's this whole big new rite. Yeah. And then it's the sacraments, you it's, know. It's, it's sacraments, just, Christian initiation. Yes, you're doing the baptisms and then the confirmation yep. and then their first Holy Communion, you know, all yeah. there, the sacraments initiation. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. What's the break? Yeah, so I, I, it, and it then it just kind of it just starts. It gets it actually is very joyful. It's yeah. powerful, you know. Right. It's it, once you get to the Halloween, then it's all like downhill. It just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, you, you it's, do you do get to bless the holiest water the church has right, to offer. Right, right, right. Is is literally the most powerful holy water. Right, right. most powerful holy water. Um, according to Exodus, we're selling to. bottles outside for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's, we're that's we're Simony, we are but. yeah, but we are keeping it this year. That goes in special <laughs> bottles. That's for blessing of like people that really need it. We're gonna we're gonna bottle that stuff. Make sure that does not get thrown in the ground. No, and I'm, we're yeah. keeping it. Yeah, okay. give it to the families too. Though we'll give it to the families. Out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be so, great. Um, all right. So yeah, and then but then that's the thing is so then the baptisms happens and the confirmations, but then mass just happens like as normal, yeah. right? And right. and it's kind of like it almost is weird because it's like you forget how quick everything is. Like you're like. 
wow, that took a long time to really get to this, get mo- to this, this summit, but yeah. now we're here. Yeah, and, and you're just moving, and yeah. it's just beautiful. I, 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 and I find, and then it's just kind of like at the end, it's like a kind of like a party. I mean, you just feel yeah. like you know, like you're worn out. Like oh, yeah. it, it's almost like you finish the game. Yeah. I mean, as a priest, you know, you're just like. We're and then gone. we walk down the street and go to the Green Turtle. Green Turtle remember? every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, sometimes that's well, brutal. And I you tell you, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you walk in. It's late Saturday night, and you walk in with two guys in black. Is is everyone, of course, is looking black dresses? Of course, that's what they're thinking. And uh, they're true. like, "What is going on?" And and they're all. And I think all the time drinking beer by the glass. I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> but I was going to bring up yeah. how you know what an incredible blessing you know here with COVID. We we had thirteen people. Yeah, that kind of lasted. Yeah, the nine through, months through this crazy year, and, and are either being God. you know baptized or become fully initiated. And I think right. it's awesome. And it's just really the beginning of their Catholic life, and it's really you know it's 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 the beginning. It's awesome, and uh, but I think also for the rest of us, it's it's a renewal of our baptismal promises, and mm-hmm. you know we. We, there should be a lot of joy about that. Oh, are we using the... Um, oh, heck yeah. The okay. super soaker. <laughs> the super soaker. Yeah. You know, you have the, the metal, uh, uh, yeah. you know, but then you have like that's the one that's, yeah, the one that's made out of like a broom hand. Like yeah. Little, little, yeah. That stuff, that, that'll, that'll get you wet. Yes, it will. Yeah. Don't, don't sit close to the aisle if you don't want to get wet this year. That's, you know, this is bad yeah. news. This yeah. is bad news. It's, it's, about. it's fun. That's the best part of Easter. All right. That's well, listen. That's part of Easter. That's the thought we're leaving you with. Yeah. Yes. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the final thought. Everyone have a happy Easter and a blessed Tridium. All right, Father Jack, can we get a blessing? Sure. Through the intercession of the holy angels and all the saints of God, may the blessed mighty God come down upon you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.